Hello, and welcome once again to Refresher, the Pop Culture Therapy Podcast. I am Chris Levine, and I will be your host again this time around. Are our choices really our choices? Do we inherently do things because that's the way we were simply programmed? See, this line of questioning is the start of a drive we'll be taking down the road that is known as psychodynamic approach to psychology. We are going to be talking about childhood versus adulthood. Now, in the next one, we're going to talk about which is better, childhood versus adulthood. But in this one, we're going to talk about which is more powerful. Can the adulthood get past the childhood or does the childhood dictate the adulthood? We're going to be using a website called Simply Psychology for a home base for our discussion here. To start, think of it like this. Per the whole theory of the psychodynamic approach, it's like an iceberg. The most important part of the mind is the part you can't see. According to people like Freud, the unconscious mind is the primary source of human behavior. Our feelings, our motives, our decisions are actually powerfully influenced by our past experiences and stored in the unconscious. So per this line of thought, all of our behavior and feelings are powerfully affected by unconscious motives, which means that our behavior and our feelings as adults, including any psychological problems, are essentially rooted from our childhood experiences. Thus, personality is shaped as the drives are modified by different conflicts at different times in our childhood. And according to all this, this just seeps out of us from time to time. It's never by conscious design. Uh, The thought is this, yes, there are reasons that we think how we think and we do what we do. But according to the psychodynamic approach, all behavior has a cause, usually an unconscious cause, which even includes things like slips of the tongue, things that you didn't mean to say. Unconscious thoughts and feelings can transfer to the conscious mind in the form of these Freudian slips or slips of the tongue. See, this is when we reveal what's really on our mind by saying something that we didn't mean to say out loud. You see, Freud believed that slips of the tongue provided an insight into the unconscious mind and that there were no accidents. Every behavior, including the slips of the tongue, was significant. So all behavior was determined. So so that's, that's the theory, that's the approach. Where do I stand on all this? It's a little tricky. Part of it I wholeheartedly agree with, but one aspect I don't. We'll get there in a minute. Uh, the, The aspect that I do, the part that I do agree with is this. 
in both our learned behavior and our DNA, yes, we are kind of stuck to a degree. Some of it has been dictated to us. And some outrightly so. Case in point, not that long ago, I met a kid who was in high school. And when I was talking to him, I wasn't sure if he was serious or if he was just messing with me. But the more I knew this kid, the more I got to know him, the more I realized he was completely serious. I asked him, for example, how he likes school. He said he loves school because, quote, I'm really good at all the subjects because I'm very smart. He ran track as well. I said, oh, do you like to run track? And he said, oh, I love running track because... Not only am I the best person on the track team, but nobody on the team is in better physical shape than I am. See, here's the deal. He had a mother that from birth essentially convinced him that he was God's gift to the universe, and it stuck. He unconsciously at first and now totally consciously and out loud makes it very clear that he believes her. Am I judging the mom? No, no. But but if you even hinted to this kid that someone could potentially be better than he was at something, anything, he'd look at you like you were insane. There was no room for that in his ego. His self-esteem wouldn't tolerate that, nor his belief system. But you know what's really crazy? He was a nice kid. It's funny, I met his sister, who also was in high school. She literally said this out loud. I'm going to quote her. I don't need to wear makeup. I'm already cute. Makeup makes me even better, but I'm beautiful right now. Yes, this is real. And no, it had nothing at all to do with any subject that we were actually talking about. I promise you, I was not creepily talking to a high school girl about her level of beauty. We were talking about something completely non-related. Somehow she brought that up out of context. And again, she wasn't a bad kid. You'd think, oh, it's a couple of monsters. They weren't. They were both nice kids. They were just hyper, hyper confident. So I couldn't help but thinking, what would I be like if I was fed that amount of positive attention and showered with tales of my supposed greatness from birth? Who would I be now? Would I have been the person who looked down at the ground when he passed someone in a school hallway because I had no confidence? Would I second guess my level of intellect the way that I still constantly do every day? But then I thought, and I mean this respectfully, the young man really wasn't that smart. And the young lady was a cute kid, but she was by no means drop dead gorgeous. They were just conditioned to believe that they were so they accepted it and they projected it 
And then you found yourself endorsing that check because to them it was non-negotiable. They sold it so well that we buy it. So here's the question. Childhood versus adulthood. Are we doomed if we didn't have hyper-supportive, complimentary parents? I don't think so. I mean, I hope not. In fact, I think we're doing a kids a disservice if we convince them they can walk on water when they can't. See, there has to be a balance for the sake of basic reality. Telling our kids we're proud of them with examples and telling them they're great, essential. Do it. Do it every day for sure. But telling them that they're better at everything else than every other person on the planet, isn't that just kind of setting them up for disappointment at some point? Because at some point, they're going to find out it's not true. So there has to be a balance. You know, in my years of experience, I've seen people who would have been better off being raised by wolves than by the people that were their actual parents. And I have seen these people turn into amazing human beings. Yes, they may have to work extra hard, but they get there. On the flip side, I've seen people raised by dream parents who everyone would love to have for parents, who are wonderful parents, turn out to be super problematic adults. So I guess while I believe it's true that we're shaped by our past and by our experiences, we also don't have to be a slave to them. Is it going to be hard if you were convinced by a parent that you're not capable of anything to now become capable of something? Yes. But if you put in the work, you can prove them wrong. And it's okay if that means you don't excel at every conceivable thing. I mean, who does? I know some people that could build a house from scratch and are also intellectually brilliant in a scholastic way too. But most are not like that. Uh, they're few and far between because mostly we seem to gravitate toward a specific. But you know, even these ones with those kinds of talent, they can't do everything. Life is a learning process. The longer we're here, the longer we pay attention, the better we can get. Let me close with this. I remember having to give a report in front of my class when I was in the fourth grade. With my self-esteem registering in the negative numbers, along with my weight, along with my perception of myself, along with my being told in so many words by a parent that I wouldn't be able to do it, guess what? I didn't do it. Way before it was my turn to go up in front of the class to do it, I went to the nurse. I said I had a stomach ache, and it wasn't really a lie because I did. I was nervous. But really what I did was I was hiding in the nurse's office. So long story short, that happened. But does that experience have to define me for the rest of my life? You know, I think back on it, and yes, sometimes, no question, I'm still that kid. I'm still that kid, and I got to fight not to be. But I'm also that kid who regularly does public speaking and has a podcast now. 
Is it hard? Absolutely. Is it murder sometimes even? Yes. But is it impossible? Well, apparently not. So while the constant reminders that lurk like demons whispering to you that you can't do something, when they show up from time to time, which they will, as you may have been programmed to think that way from childhood on, while you can't always make the demons go away, you absolutely can tell them to shut up. We have once again arrived at the time on Refresher when we present you with a Spotify playlist to musically illustrate our overall theme. We have for you this time around a Refresher podcast, Childhood versus Adulthood, the main event, round one playlist. You can find it really easily on Spotify. Just type in Refresher Podcast, Childhood versus Adulthood, the main event, round one. Ten songs. Let's see how they apply to what we were just talking about. Track number one. I love this song. It's by Grant Hart. It's called You're the Reflection of the Moon on the Water. The words are simple and deep at the same time. Listen to this. I don't generally get into the lyrics on this, but... Listen to this. You're the reflection of the moon on the water, but you're not the moon. You are the scent of the sea on the night wind, but you're not the sea. You are the shadows from the light of a fire, but you're not the light. You are the sound of the rain on the dry earth, but you're not the rain. Number two is a song by the band Garbage, and it is called Special. Number three, from the band Big Star, it's Chris Bell with the song I Am the Cosmos. Number four, The Cure with The Perfect Girl. Number five, Los Incomparables de Tijuana with El Numero Uno. Number six, Look at Me, Look at Me, by the Righteous Brothers. Number seven, Tom Tom Club with Genius of Love. Number eight, Teenage Idol, Little Outsider Music by Wild Man Fisher. Number nine, Bo Diddley with a very modest track called The Greatest Lover in the World. And number 10, Peggy Lee with Cy Oliver and his orchestra, and Mr. Wonderful. That, my friends, is our new playlist. Again, you can find this playlist really easily on Spotify. Just type in Refresher Podcast dash Childhood versus Adulthood, the main event round one. Next week will be round two, where we will tackle which is better, childhood or adulthood so stay tuned on your same bat channel we'd like to welcome some new listeners to our little show our demographics report shows that we now have some more listeners in meriden connecticut in ithaca new york in chester new york and in land berlin germany that is so exciting welcome to refresher this show simply would not exist about, without all of you listeners out there. 
If you could all do me a huge favor, please continue to pass this podcast along to your friends. If you think it'll be good companionship for them, maybe it'll make them smile. Maybe they'll learn something. Maybe they'll be entertained. Whatever. If you think that they'll like it, please pass it along. Uh, Also, if you'd like to help keep this podcast stay up and running, if you would like, you can make a small monthly contribution. Just see the support this podcast link under the episode description. If you are so inclined and you have the cash and you have the desire, that's great. But seriously, whether you do or whether you don't, this show is yours. Please feel free to listen to it and enjoy it anytime, nonetheless. You can check out books that I've written as well as merchandise like t-shirts for the show at www.refresherpodcast.yolasite.com. And it also includes information there about friends of the show like Leafy, DesignCraft, and the Managing Expectations podcast. Again, find all this great stuff at www.refresherpodcast.yolasite.com. As always, the music that begins and ends this podcast is by the band Dive. The song is called A Day Late, and it was written by Mr. John Villafuerte. Until next time, though, this is Chris Levine for Refresher, the Pop Culture Therapy Podcast. Everyone, please take care and do yourself a favor and remember that there's a big difference between worry and concern. We'll see you next time.